Real Nerds listeners. Once again, it's an exciting interview from our time spent at Denver Comic-Con 2013. Enjoy. Welcome to another exciting episode of Real Nerds Podcast. We're interviewing people here on the floor. I'm James. Brad is working the audio, and Ryan is off doing a panel somewhere, but that's okay, because we're joined here with Mike Rach. Say hi, Mike. Hi. Uh, Mike, you're a writer. You're a comic book writer here. Yep. Um, one of the few comic book writers that we've actually gotten a chance to talk we to. We don't get out much. <laughs> uh, and I'm really excited to have you on the show, because last year, you guys did a Kickstarter for a new book called Wild Blue Yonder that you're doing with Zach Howard, who's yep. a sort of friend yep, and guest and on the show. Yep, um, and Austin Harrison. Yeah, and Austin Harrison. Um, tell us about what Wild Blue Yonder is. Um, it's it's I, I like to think of it as kind of like Road Warrior in the Sky. <laughs> um, it's it's set in a world where the people can't live on the on the, the planet on the surface anymore, so they've moved higher and higher into the sky, and eventually they just built these giant air barges and moved small chunks of civilization into the sky. So these air barges probably have fifty to hundred people on them. So those are like the chosen. Yeah. The chosen few that get to go up, the rest of the people end up working in mines or struggling on the earth just to like live like miserable existences down there. And um, it's we're about 100 to 150 years into this this reality, and and fuel's starting to run out. People are starting to run out of food, and and bullets are scarce, and so they've started to battle each other in the sky for everything that's left. And the one ship, the Dawn, runs on solar power, power and hydrogen, and it's the one ship that's going to survive beyond fuel which is right. becoming scarce so everybody wants it everybody's hunting it and one of the pilots that defends the dawn is a girl named cola and she's she's our main character and she's a, a teenage fighter pilot so and her job is to not only defend the dawn but also carry in uh jetpack warriors called guns who fight other other ships other other uh jetpack warriors and try to steal stuff and get supplies and they uh because there's no bullets left they use you know axes and crowbars and hammers and so it's kind of brutal, yeah. but it's fun. It's a, it's, a, it's a family story, but not real, you know. <laughs> but not but not yeah. told for young children, right? It's yeah. a family, <laughs> you know. It's a family dynamic on this ship. They're all trying to survive together and live through whatever they can. So, That's awesome. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I was so excited for the book because I I was a big Zach Howard fan. He's the best. And I'm, I'm a huge Rocketeer fan, and I right. love all that Pulp Fiction. And as soon as too. I saw that art, yeah. I was just like, this is so right up yeah. my alley. Uh, so where did the like stylistically, where did the the, those ideas for that story come from. Are you also into that kind of? Uh, um, yeah, I was. Tropes? I was always into the. the you know, I will, I love post-apocalyptic worlds. Like that's that's a cool thing to me. You know, I know that's kind of been done, but I always yeah. think there's new ways to do things, and it's always to me the characters are more important. Like you can, ha I love post-apocalyptic stories if there's great characters and great moments and great right. things. And I think that's what you strive to do. Um, for me, I don't even know where the idea came from. I think it's. I wrote the first issue in a laundromat. <laughs> like seven or eight years ago and then just kind of we've definitely worked on it and tweaked it and stuff it was one of those things that just came out and it was just an idea i had and i was pitching a company a bunch of ideas and that was one of the ones i came up with so i didn't know um, you'd been working on it that long so it's really been like a like a labor of love i wrote for it a, a long, long time. time ago like i wrote part of it and had the outline a little bit done and yeah. then zach and i started to work on it and then he has to have a, you know survive <laughs> yeah um and do stuff and we always said we'd do it and definitely we're definitely going to do it we're definitely going to do it and finally, we got to the point where we had decided to set aside time, and it was going to take a little bit of time. He was going to do covers and do this thing. And then we started to look at Kickstarter, and that seemed like a great way to allow Zach to, to focus on doing this book, which, you know, no one would really pay us to do. Yeah. Although, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just it's difficult to get a company to pay enough for him to survive. So, and not that the, we made a, a, we did very well on Kickstarter, but it's not like for five issues, 
no, spread I, over five issues. It's not, you know, he's he's making like a couple thousand an issue, which isn't. isn't oh yeah, much. it, so it wasn't a lot of money to you know, get up But it's good, but it's a lot of money. It is yeah. a lot of money because a lot of people donate. But like, you know, even with what is there, it's not. It's not like we're rolling in dough. And then after you send in the, you know, send out the rewards and everything, it's, you know, it's just, it's a great way to kickstart the book. Like, yeah, exactly what it's, you know, meant to do is get us, get us rolling on it and everything. And then IDW came to us and really, they love working with Zach and asked him if they, uh, you know, if we wanted to do it there. And we said yes. And obviously Austin came along. He's a guy, he works out in LA and he's a great story editor and story concept guy. Um, so we've been working on the story really hard together and you know he's he's also doing things on the LAN trying to you know make moves with it and stuff like that but mainly we talk a lot of story and just characters and so that's kind of how the team came together but it's been a long time coming if that's I think I babbled a little bit no no you're good (laughs) no I was that answered like three of my questions I'll answer your questions before you ask them (laughs) exactly that's that's fine nobody's (laughs) listening to hear me speak anyway Uh, um yeah because it seemed like when I was looking at it, I was like, there's no way they can make this book for, you know, the amount of money that you were raising. Like, oh, come on. That's how, you know. And then I, I realized now that it was really just, in, in comics, sometimes it can be hard to get uh, a, a new idea out there unless you can show them what to do. And with somebody like Zach, who, I mean, I was talking well, to Zach's him. Some of those pages, yeah. it took four days because they are so gorgeous and there's so much detail in there. Yeah, Zach um, is really putting, I mean, it's the best work I, I, I've ever seen. Yeah. Every page is like... You know, sometimes you want to be like, Zach, you know, I'm going to have word balloons there. Please, <laughs> please don't make me feel bad about having some. And I'm wordy. So, you know, yeah. but he he's really just outdone any, you know, this is the best thing he's ever done. Yeah. And I know he, he's going to do better stuff in the future because he yeah. just keeps getting better. But, you know, people don't realize how talented he is because he chooses to do projects. He did The Cape, which is a beautiful book. Yeah, you know, But he does, he does different projects. He could be doing X-Men or, or Batman or Superman. But he chooses to create new things and do new things, which is, you know, it's, it's a cool thing. You know? It's admirable. So, yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's a goal of his to create new worlds and stuff. And that's what we're starting to do. And that's why um, Austin, Zach, and I have kind of, like, banded together to kind of start our own group to kind of do that. Yeah. So, are, are you guys... Noble Transmission is the name of the group. So. Right. Yeah. I was looking at that the, the other day. Are you guys planning on doing something together again yep. soon? We already have the next... We're starting to work on the next thing while Zach... We've finished um, all of Wobble Yonder writing-wise. Right. And now we've moved on to, Austin and I have moved on to a couple new things, and we'll probably decide, you know, all of us talk about it, what we want to do next. Um, Very cool. I believe we're going to do Buck next, which is, uh, it's kind of like, it's like rabbits mixed with the Lord of the Rings a little bit. <laughs> um, but it's a really cool thing, and to see Zach draw that is going to be pretty pretty phenomenal if that's what we end up doing together next is it um, like a like a serious tone like a mouse guard it's, or? it's, it's meant to be yeah it's it's meant to be i'd say like something like that yeah. like it's serious yeah. um it's 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 a journey that a character has to go on the character buck he's trying to you know make his way in the world and and there's a ferret horde coming and he has to kind of convince the rabbits to defend themselves a little bit is it it's kind of like rabbits with 300 or something like that with a little <laughs> more you know a little more of a journey for the main character and stuff so that's should awesome. be fun and it's on the web. Like we have art up on our on no, the noblechartsmission dot com. Some of the art is already up for it. Zach's done some art for it, so it's pretty. It's pretty cool. So. That's awesome. And that's not the first time that you've done that sort of anthropomorphized no, non-human yeah, stuff. I, yeah, with stuff a legend, which is a little bit different. Like with the with Buck, that's going to be like a animal specific world. With stuff a legend, it's more of a that was toys. You know, transforming and and obviously with certain toys you're going to have a, bear, a teddy bear or like a piggy bank or you know so there's going to be animals that that's more of a mix where, you know, 
I would say Buck is definitely more of like that's the world with the animals they yeah, live in it. Where I gotcha. Stuff a legend. It went from being like these toys choose to go on this journey to save their their boy, and when they do, they enter this world where they become real and can do things they never dreamed they could do before. So yeah, yeah. But do you do you like writing characters that are like not human or there's some there's they're all human in a way fantasy you know what in a way. Like oh, they yeah. all are this, you know to me they all have those characteristics that you know the personalities and things that you know that i know or that you know or hopefully that readers right. can relate to like i think whether it's whatever they are if it's table that talks if it, it's got to have a personality that oh absolutely you see you know you remember from childhood or it can recognize from you know it might be someone you hate it might be someone you love but you know hopefully i can put some real emotion and feel into whatever it is you know yeah. whatever whether it's an animal or person or whatever but it, so. but telling a story that way is a really good way of, of sort of getting a fresh take um, and, and being able to tell similar stories or, or a certain type of story in a way that's totally different. I mean, uh, um, shoot, you, you just said it, now it's escaped from my mind, um, th- about the toys. Stuff a Legend yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is such a neat idea for a story. Uh, I Unfortunately, I haven't read it yet, but right. I, I'm, I, I, can it's s- a fun, I bet you know, I can see where the story's going. Yeah. Um, um, you know, with that, I always wanted to do something. I wanted to do something for my son. Um, and I... Brian, my co-writer, and I always pass ideas back and forth, and he had come to me with a few ideas that were really great, and we sold them as cartoon ideas, and unfortunately, they never became became anything, but we were really going back and forth on stuff, and I wanted to bring something to the table, and um, after my son was born, I kind of wanted to write something that was more like what I loved growing up, like Watership Down or The Secret of Nim, or yeah. things that, like, characters died and things happened and it was a little scary like it freaked me out as a seven-year-old but i like it was a good freak out yeah <laughs> you know and, and i wanted to write that for my son and unfortunately i write horror stuff a lot so i <laughs> added the boogeyman and i probably went a little too far with it but yeah you know um i wanted to be a little scary and a little sad and, and feel that so the triumphs were even greater when they happened you know when right. they did when characters did have a moment it meant something it wasn't just another moment of they win it was like you know there was some real struggle to get there so to me those characters especially are very dear to me and i i really love the book and i love working on it and um my goal with them is always to we started with them as toys that were given like personalities like each toy was given a personality by the boy and when they got to go into the dark they got to expand and become something more it's kind of like growing up you know growing up where you you kind of get pigeonholes or something and then you start to realize you have other talents or other beliefs and, you know, the boys' world is great and they love the boy, but as they grow and start to realize in the dark, there's a chance to actually be what they were meant to be. So it's kind of like they're saving the boy, but also learning a lot about themselves and, and changing and becoming something more because they still love the boy, you know, but they still, you know, want to, they're discovering more, like they're changing. They, yeah, they're becoming know? individuals. So, yeah. I think that's really cool. And I, I think you're right that, you know, Telling stories that don't necessarily talk down to kids that are a little bit darker. Those are the ones that they remember. Yeah, you know that they I have a so. serious story that's got some weight that's to why it. Why we're all here at this show, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, be because here. we're all sitting around here like yeah. there was that one story yep. when we were a kid. Everything that was, that was know, drawn and it hit us. Yep. Everyone here is here because they they had a moment where they realized I love this stuff more than you know. When you're watching it, you forget you're watching it and you're living it like yeah. with them, you know. And I think that's just kind of cool about you know you I, if i can create something where someone feels that way one person that's really cool you know so that's our goal <laughs> the uh i i hear that stuff of legend has also been optioned is that true that's, it, we're in the pro yeah there it's a weird thing they announced the director and the writer last year and we're still doing the deal it's been like <laughs> it's been a while we're, we're going back and forth it's a hard deal because we've already started publishing and obviously D- disney wants to d- 
they would, they would like to have everything. Yeah, of course they would. You yeah. know, but like we've already been doing some stuff, so we're like right at the brink of like completing it. Hopefully, I was hoping it'd be done before the show because it'd be a nice thing to be able to talk to, about. To but say, but yeah, it's not there yet. But th they did announce the director and writer before, and now hopefully we we can start moving on. Yeah. It's exciting, and what's cool is. All that stuff just leads people back to the book. Exactly. Which is, like, something that we love. And we know, like, you want the movie to be what it is, and you want the book to be what it is. And, and we, you know, I want them to do a great movie, but I, you know they can't do a, a six-graphic novel story in a two-hour <laughs> right. movie. So they're going to do what they want, they can. And, yeah. we, you know, hopefully people love it enough to come check out what we did. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So. That's really cool. Uh, but on the other hand, you write a lot of horror comics. Yes, I do. Uh, it's unfortunate Ryan <laughs> is not here because he's a huge Army of Darkness fan. Oh, yeah, I did that for a uh, long time. Yep. Yeah, so so talk about how you got it, uh, worked doing Army of Darkness. Um, I, after I, I was at Marvel for a while as an editor, and I met Nick Berucci while I was up there. And then um, they had uh, they usually bring me in to help out some other writers who you know need are moving on to a different project or doing something different. And then I end up staying for a long time, which is nice. Um, I did uh, Army of Darkness with them. Um, and Nick and, Nick and uh, Joe Ryban approached me to help out Jim Jim Kehurek on it, and then he moved on to do um, Jason versus Freddy versus Ash. Oh yeah. So he was off doing that, and then I kept doing Army of Darkness. And I ended up doing it for about twenty two issues, or not about twenty two exactly twenty two. Yeah. But that would be like twenty. <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly I did half 20, of the yeah. next book. <laughs> like yeah, you know, uh, twenty two issues. I did that, and then um, Dark Shadows was running a little behind, so they brought me in to take over that, and I've been writing that for. Uh, 16 issues. So Dynamite's been a great place for me for my horror stuff, and I did Raise the Dead 2 there. Cool. Um, and my first horror thing I did was Zombie for Marvel, Marvel Max, way back. I mean, that was 10 years ago, sadly. It's been yeah. a while. So it was right after I left Marvel. That's so it's cool. weird. I do, like, Marvel-age stuff, like Young Readers and Stuff of Legend, which isn't really Young Readers, but it's people look at it as, like, more kid-friendly. Yeah. It's, it's really adult and everybody-friendly. But, you know, I do that, and then I end up doing, like, Army of Darkness, Zombie, and you yeah. know, Dark Shadows. So it's 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 kind of an interesting you know back and forth. Were you fran fans of those franchises before you got on? Army of Darkness a lot. I cool. love that one. Um, Dark Shadows I didn't know as much about, and I watched it all. I like absorbed it and really got into it. I it was the one I'm doing is more. Um, I haven't seen the Tim Burton one because I, I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, there's no I need know. to. I've heard it's you know I'm sure it's fine, <laughs> but I wanted to stay with. Uh, I wanted to write a seven a, a gritty '70s vampire story. With the soap opera elements, obviously, yeah. but like I wanted to kind of gritty it up a little bit and really um, add a little bit of the horror. Add back a little into bit of the horror and, yeah. and make it something that it like different ages would want to. I wanted to make it something that anyone I'd want to read. You right. know, that, and I love the, the old the old things a little campy, and I throw a little camp into, but I try to do, treat it very serious, and I, I try to introduce storylines with characters that maybe didn't have big storylines, so we can explore them a little bit and. While still dealing with Barnabas and all the main, yeah. you know, all the main dudes that are Quentin and all those guys that are really popular, you know, that's cool. Because like my mom was a big, really big fan when she was a kid, uh, but she she didn't look at at the time it wasn't campy to her. No, like no. and that, I think that's an appropriate thing when you go back to a book like that or a, yeah. a franchise like that. I try to be as serious as possible because the fans love it that way. Yeah, I I think it is. I think it is serious and like for what for the time for the era and what they were, they were they had like they had, you know they had like. Cthulhu stories going on and, and yeah. like crazy I mean that was a daytime soap opera in the right. 70s or 60s and think about that like they had a vampire lead character they had a werewolf they had like you know um, they had a character named Adam who was Frankenstein like I mean there's really you, you know you barely see that today much less thinking about it as like a daily you know soap opera back in the 
back at like 30 years ago. So that's awesome. kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Ash is not, he's a really unique character. Uh, did you find figuring out how to write basically as Bruce Campbell? Did you find that difficult figuring that tone? Yeah. Like sometimes I would, when I first started, I think I fell back a little too much on his phrases. Mm. And then I started to realize that I wanted to expand him a little, not expand him, but he's, to me, he's Charlie Brown with a, with a chainsaw and a shotgun, <laughs> like grown up. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he never wins. He always does the wrong thing. He's always meaning well or not wanting to do the right thing, but ends up doing like he's never his path is never easy. Yeah. And it, you always have to throw obstacles in his way whenever if you think he's about to win, he has to lose. If he's about to lose, he has to figure out a way to win. It's like a fun balance. And that adds a lot of the comedy to it. So, you know, I tried to I tried to treat him like a an evolving character, even though you want to keep all the traits that make people care about him. Right. You know, so and I had 22 issues to do it. So it was kind of cool, you know. Yeah. So That's that neat. Was, yeah. How, were you always into comics as a kid? Yeah, since I was like six or seven. Well, yeah. What were your favorite books? Uh, X-Men. Yeah. X-Men, yeah. I was like, I, I love the X-Men. That was a thing that got me into it. G.I. Joe a little bit. But I picked up, I think, like issue 187 of the X-Men, or 188. It was the Colossus. They, they fought the Dire Race. And, like, it was just a bizarre, like, I couldn't believe what was going on in the book. And then I started to, you know, really love it. And I started to expand to Teen Titans and things like that. Cool. Um, you know, so it's cool. I, when I was an editor at Marvel or assistant, I worked on the X books and stuff, and that was really neat. You know, so I, I did love. I love the X Men. I love all that, all those storylines. And and did you always want to be a writer? Is that always where yeah, you sort of I've saw yourself? Yeah, I've always kind of wanted to do that. I, you know, I always, I always knew I loved writing. I, I for in college, I went for like journalism and 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 writing. Yeah. And then I did my masters in New York in uh, Long Island University, and I got a masters in fiction. And while I was there, I did the internship at Marvel, and that's kind of how I broke in. So oh, okay. I kind of just decided I'd try it, and I'd do it, and it, it kind of happened. So yeah. it's not easy, you know, and it's there's a lot of – you fail about 95% of the time, if not more. You know, um, you pitch a lot, and, and it doesn't go well, and you're just like, what am I doing? And, you know, but sometimes things work out. You just got to kind of keep at it, and so – it's it, definitely different. Is that what you would say is the best advice for somebody who's trying to get into the industry? Yeah, I mean, you got to just keep working, keep reading people's stuff, keep watching movies, like look for look for things you enjoy and enjoy talking about and writing about and like, you know, find your own voice. All the cliche stuff, you know, yeah. but like you have to just kind of keep at it, which is the hard part, you know, because right. it's, it's not easy to do. And, you know, it's not always the best writer that gets work. It's not always, it's and it's not always... You know, you got to be able to work well with others and, and absorb information and make changes. And, you know, it's it's a lot, you know, yeah. especially in the field where you're working with properties or something like that, which is I love doing both. I love creating new stuff. And I love I love when someone gives me a, a thing like Army of Darkness or Dark Shadows to work on for a while. It's like very cool. Like that's I want to I want to create something that people want to read, you know, yeah. and want to talk about. And that's what that they think of as part of the real universe that they, they love, you know. Cool. So, well, what are you uh, what are you reading now? Oh, I'm trying to think. What am I reading now? I just my son read Bone, and I'd never read Bone. Oh man! And he made me read Bone. Yeah. So I'm reading Bone. He read like a 1,300 page graphic novel in like a month, and uh, he's like seven. It's <laughs> he was carrying around a book bigger than him um, around the house and like reading it. It was really cool. So I'm reading Bone, which is very which is awesome. Um, I read Walking Dead every month. I read. Um, trying to think what else i've been reading the avengers lately 
and Uncanny X-Men a little bit. I think they've been fun because it's different different voices. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Uh, what else have I been picking up? I'm sure there's other things. Lock and Key, I collect in trades. Invincible, I collect in trades. Those, so, those trades are gorgeous. So, and, yeah. ho- hopefully one day you guys will get one of those like one. beautiful yeah, trades. Zach's work deserves to be in that type Oh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. You know, they can take the words out, and it'll just be Zach's work. <laughs> it'll be fun. So. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, uh, Brad, you don't have any questions, do you? Oh, okay. Uh, thank you so much, Mike, oh, no for coming problem. by. Thank you for talking. Um, well, where, real quick, where can people find you guys online, and when can they pick up the um, book? We're at nobletransmission.com, and then we're on Facebook. It's just Facebook, Noble Transmission. Um, I'm on Twitter. Um, Zach, Zach's on Twitter as well. You can find us there. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, oh, Wild Blue Yonder comes out June 19th, the, the color version. We have the preview version here in Denver, which has been doing really well. People have really received it well. Um, yeah, you guys are busy over yeah, there. Yeah, really busy. And Zach's like the greatest artist in the world, so that makes it really <laughs> easy to be busy. But uh, um, And then Stuff a Legend, we're wrapping up volume four, and the, the next trade will be out at the end of the summer. I know a lot of people collect it in trades, so, cool. the net, so we'll have our fourth trade. And that, that's going to be six trades total. So, wow. Yep. Very cool. Well, thank yep. you so much for no stopping problem. by, Mike, and thank you for coming to, to Denver. Oh, uh, it's no, been really I, great I hope having to be back you guys next here. year. It's been great. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I love thank it. You. So, thank you. Thank you for listening to the interviews we conducted at Denver Comic Con 2013. This has been a Nebulous Visions production. Thanks for listening. Bye. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also stream us on Stitcher Radio. Email us, realnerds at gmail.com. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. Call us, 720-6-NERDS-5. Like us on Facebook. This has been a Nebulous Visions production. Until next week, bye.